Welcome to Paper Movies Novelization Book Club, where we pick a novelization each month, read it, and discuss it. With me this month, December 2021, we have Jeremy from Stupid Chainsaw Productions. We've got Adam from Bryant VRM. What's up? Guys, we are talking about Reanimator, written by Jeff Rovin. For Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be different. thought we'd mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, so the summary for Reanimator. We've got Herbert West, who is studying with Dr. Gruber in Switzerland. They have this idea that they could bring back the dead with this substance that they've created, um, this reagent. I don't think it was given a proper name. They just call it the reagent. But they want to bring back the dead. Well, an experiment goes wrong. Dr. Gruber dies, and Herbert West needs to get out of Switzerland. So he comes to the United States moves to Massachusetts where he attends this other college slash uh, hospital where he's going to try to further his uh, experiment on fresher bodies and uh, learn under his former colleagues, foe, Dr. Hill. Dr. Hill has been apparently plagiarizing Gruber's work. And the, you got Hill who has this idea that he can discover where the soul is in the human brain. Herbert West, he just wants to bring life back to the dead. And he teams up with this, this uh, third year medical student, Kane. Kane is kind of our protagonist for this. He he's the he's kind of too caring for his job. He gets really sad when people don't make it. He has a hard time letting go. He's also dating the dean's daughter, uh, Dean Halsey's daughter. Dean Halsey is more focused on getting grants for his prestigious school than anything else. And he wants his daughter to be married off to a professor. Not to poor Kane. Right. So here are two conflicts. And when Herbert West and Kane live together, chaos erupts when Herbert West starts experimenting with the dead in their basement. Right. With a with a Dan Kane's pet cat. And it just gets crazier from there. So Reanimator is a weird story where it's an H.P. Lovecraft story called Herbert West Reanimator, a short story that was adapted uh, in the 80s uh, into a feature film, but it basically takes some character names and a couple character traits, and that's it. In fact, if you want a better adaptation of Herbert West Reanimator, watch the sequel Bride of Reanimator. Of this film that takes a lot more from the reanimator uh, short story but like because this reanimator movie is different than her so different from herbert west reanimator we get another author to writing novelization for the film that's based off of another story which i can think of a handful of these a uh, handful of times like this where this has happened uh spy who loved me moonraker the thing like it's not common for this to be a thing what's even right. weirder 
is that this has an audiobook and an unabridged audiobook that was made last year. It's crazy. Yeah, another publisher had picked it up. I can't remember the, the publisher <sighs> off the top of my head, but they've been picking up a lot of these 80s horror films, uh, novelizations, and then republishing them. Uh, pretty much like direct to print or Kindle editions and a couple audio versions as well. The audio book, though, was probably the perfect amount of time for a novelization. It was like four and a half hours. Yes. I think all of us finished it within a week. Yep. Yes. Which is crazy to me that they, th this novelization took the film, it expanded the film, mm -hmm. it, like, it just added so much more to the story, and it, it was such a fast quick read it wasn't this novelization of like 350 450 pages to get the story out which i don't understand why that's happening these days with novelizations it's i mean i don't know what was the necessarily long-winded I mean, the page length of this one is what 200 maybe maybe it, it yeah. is real short and sweet and to the point and it adds things yeah I, the the film was weird okay i, oh, I rewatched yeah. the film and this is like the first time I actually watched it and paid attention. Usually it was one of those things that I put on in the background while I was doing something else. And I was like catching a glimpse. I was like, that's kind of weird. I should, I should sit down and watch this sometime. Didn't so I, I recommend did. this to you years ago? I think so. <laughs> so I actually paid attention this time and watched it. And uh, I thought, well, that's weird. I hope the novelization is better. And to me, it was uh, like, did you guys notice one of the little added things where the address of Herbert West and Dean Kane or Daniel Kane? Yes. 666 was the street name. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little touch of like, uh, oh, because they're going to uh, resurrect the dead. And yeah. By the way, uh, the Kindle version, you uh, asked what the page number is. There's like 177 pages on the Kindle version. Okay. Okay. So and that's the easiest version for people to get. Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah it's so it's yeah it's still crazy though that they got so much in just barely under 200 pages well yeah this is a uh like this is a fast-paced read it's it's not the predator right it's, it's not king of the monsters where that feels like there's padding it feels like there's a lot of padding especially in the predator but but this, this is like, the, like I said, like with Halloween, it's that fast paced. You don't need 400 pages for a movie novelization. Short, sweet to the point. Yeah, exactly. But add a little bit, add some, some thought, the character thoughts. It adds a lot, a lot of character, a lot of like the surrounding, like the, the city that they're in, in Massachusetts. It's like it explains why the school was built with this hospital. Uh, it was like kind of like a corrupt town. Big corporations were there. They polluted mm -hmm. the river at the, of the town and it created this uproar. So they wanted to, hey, let's let's appease the people. Let's just build this new school and hospital and bring more business into town. I thought that was a unique little thing that they put in there for the, you know, the city and state. My my thing with this, so Reanimator was one of those forbidden movies for me. <laughs> like one of those ones, my parent. It wasn't like it was not allowed. My parents didn't know what it was. I found this in like high school, 
because of uh, Cinemassacre's Monster Madness. I think it was the, the third when they did Monster Madness 3, they talked about Reanimator. It's just this insane, insane film. Not mm -hmm. as insane as the sequels, but it's just crazy. Like when we say there is a severed head giving a that is a thing that happens in this. It is just the most dis it, it, it's not the most disgusting thing. Like like just the, the, the story as a whole. Like I've seen far worse at this point, and far worse from the 80s, but it's so it's place for, for laughs. It's a farce. The whole mm -hmm. thing. Like, so they reanimate a cat. Yeah. I, I want to jump into this cat. And they reanimate this cat like a couple, this poor, poor Rufus. Mm, I know, right? Poor Rufus <laughs> who gets suffocated in the garbage. And left in a refrigerator. And left for... in a refrigerator so that Herbert West can experiment on him. And he, he reanimates and the cat goes crazy. And then they end up breaking this poor cat's back. And Herbert West says, don't expect it to tango. <laughs> like, it's just yeah, so... It, and then they do more experiments on it later. He's like taking tissue off of it to, to do Analyze. more experiment stuff. <laughs> Onto the, yeah, the movie, I rewatched it recently. It's, it was one of those movies. I watched it like uh, pretty late at night because I was still awake. And it came to that scene with, you know, the hill sever head, you know, a, you know, molesting Megan. And I'm just like, that was one of those where like, I really hope my wife did not wake up and walk in at this part. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to be able to explain that. You got to say yeah. that up front. You, that's something you got to go in like knowing. Just blame somebody else. I didn't pick the movie. He did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, the thing with stuff like that in the film, this film, it was, it did jump around a lot. It was some things unexplained you just kind of assume oh okay whatever's happening okay with the novel though with between the relationship with herbert west and gruber is explained in great detail in this book yeah. you get a better understanding of what is happening what they're doing how gruber dies in the beginning of the film because in the film it's just like this old this doctor guy's like dying and you're like what what's happening you get herbert west he's like i brought him back to life you fool or I something like that life yeah in the book, it's like they're having a great conversation. It's like, all right, I'll see you in a minute. Gruber overdoses on cocaine to give himself a heart attack. It doesn't go well. And then here we are, like Herbert West is like, okay, well, I got to get out of town now and try this experiment somewhere else. Uh, the conflict with Hill was fantastic. Well, in the, the characterization of Hill. Is he is a scumbag. He yeah. is. Well, he's a scumbag in the movie, but he's kind of yes. a one-dimensional scumbag. Right. In, in this, film. we get, like, his, his like, desires to have a mind-controlled army. Army, army yeah, of the like, dead. Yeah. It's brought into, like, he saw, like, yeah, for my amusement, I can bring back, you know, uh, bring back to life Edison or Mozart or something like that and have them compose mm -hmm. new music or invent new things just for my amusement and everything. Just for my, yeah. The guy, he's selfish. He he is getting uh, praise for developing this new surgical laser tool to, you know, put a uh, 
lobotomy to do some brain experiments on people. Cause like I said, his primary goal is to find the soul in the human brain. Mm-hmm. And when he discovers what West is doing, his plans completely change. Uh, so the novelization, it brings so much more clarity to everything that's happening. I also thought it was funny that in the novelization, it kind of went into a little bit more detail about uh, how Kane and West are as roommates. And I think Kane was like talking about, it's just like, you know, he's no bothering me. You know, he pays for everything that he, like if he uses toilet paper, he leaves money that for the toilet paper that he uses. And you know, as far as I just thought that that was kind of a intriguing detail to add. I just like, I was like, I wish some of my old roommates were like, <laughs> were like that when they borrowed. Stuff yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, like to me, Herbert West comes across more relatable in the novelization like he doesn't seem like a creep, a weirdo, some dark well, I mean, guy. He, has, he is narcissistic. Yeah. Of course. He's yeah. Like he, he is more humanized. Yeah. To me he came across more friendly. Like of course, I'm sure the actor that played Herbert West in the film was directed at that way like you, you got to be this like mad scientist weirdo creeper guy. Oh, yeah, and, Jeffrey and, Combs. Yeah. <laughs> <Too> weird. Weird. <laughs> But in the book, it's like he was just like, "Yeah, I'm the scientist. I have a plan. I know what I want to do." He just seemed more kind, you know. There is, but also he got crazier. Like as the story progressed, uh huh. Which was which was was part of upping the ante, you know. Right. Yeah. There was something that I want to point out that. the narrator for the audiobook, uh, I think his name was Christian Francis. He did a really good job. Like um, whenever I was, um, I was, I was coming, getting off work for my night shift, and it was the scene where, um, uh, you know, spoilers as always. Uh, uh, Herbert West and Hill got into a confrontation, which led to um, West killing and decapitating Hill with a shovel. And whenever he reanimated his severed head, like, like whenever you first hear him say, West, you son of a, and I was like, <laughs> like he, like that actually legitimately, like, I was like, like shocked by that. I was Creeped like, out. that was creepy. Like, and uh-huh. yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, wanted to. F- yeah. The film, it, it was, that's when the movie turned into a comedy. Yeah. And yeah. It was, and it's supposed to be. To a degree. In the in the book, in which you know the uh, the original story, it doesn't come across comedic at all. The, the original story is genuinely terrifying. It is. It is a freaky, and it was. It takes the so the original story. I'll I'll just get into it briefly. I don't know if Adam had a chance to. I haven't no. jump in. Well, yeah, it, it is. Well, it's Kane and West. Although mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever referred to as Kane. No. It's like it's the first Kane's person, like me. And... Though it's that character's perspective of how he and Herbert West for several years, um, they they try to reanimate the dead, uh, and just eventually, it catches up to, to Herbert West. Um, mm-hmm. which a lot of, a lot of like he does like even crazier experiments with like, I won't I won't get into it. But he starts creating things 
uh, which if you've seen Bride of Reanimator, you know what I'm talking about. I've seen part of it. It's it's so Bride of Reanimator is a lot of the same, but the uh, it seems like the writer for that wanted more of the H.P. Lovecraft story. So it has a lot more elements from that. In fact, the climax is a lot like the H.P. Lovecraft story, but it has kind of the humor of mm, from the 80s from from Rian the the first one and then beyond reanimators just a piece of trash just an awful movie uh you did kind of draw like but even in the novelization like the story just kind of like uh gets it's less comedic in my in my opinion in the book than it is in the film but it's just like I mean, still, like, they got those weird Three Stooges-like moments where Wes is trying to hold it, Hill's head up, and it just keeps rolling over. And he goes, <laughs> and it just keeps rolling over. Then he has to actually get a memo, like, holder and just, like, just, like, impale him on, on there. Just, yeah, just, like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, weirdly enough, the story is okay to me. I'm just, like, I'm not the biggest fan of reanimator i do recognize that you know it has like its own cult following i mean i just i mean i even saw it like at the store the other day like the blu-ray was going for like at least 30 dollars. so it's definitely like um it's definitely earned its place in fandom but it's just like i don't know it's just it was a little uh it was a little silly and i mean i know it's supposed to the film is supposed to be but i thought that you know the novelization you know captured it very well oh yes. yeah I mean, like with Megan, the 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 dean's daughter, who uh, Daniel Kane is dating, um, we get a lot of story about the backstory of her mother and how she ran off from the family to go start like this Peace Corps in Afghanistan. Yep, uh, because that was says, still a thing then. Yeah, and like it, she left because uh, she was far more liberal than the dean was. It says there was like a uh, a big campus walkout, and that's when she's like, "I've had enough," and she left mm-hmm. left her daughter to go help other kids in a different country. Kind of messed up, but yeah, it explained her life story pretty much. You know, like why Megan yeah. is just with her father, who's trying to push her off onto some more successful person, like you mentioned earlier, Jeremy. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the father's really trying to push towards Hill. Hill has this crazy obsession, which we find out that he has like a collection oh, of her hair and oh, journals, God. napkins and stuff from her. It's just like, this guy is a total scumbag creeper. Who- well, we're, we're introduced to, to Kane, not Kane, um, Hill. Hill. He has another woman there, a woman from oh, the press. Yep. Who he has no respect for it. It's like passively belittling her. And he's mm-hmm. just thinking, now, now Megan, she'd be pretty perfect, but she needs some grooming. Just yeah. disgusting. Just yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did like how they were kind of implying how, because that was one of the questions I had from the movie. Was just like, why is like all the other, like reanimated zombies, like basically, you know, you know, brainless zombies, but yet Hill's still able to talk. And I like how they were kind of touching on that, like how he kind of, he like studied under Indian type. Um, techniques yeah that was a little funky but i understood why it was there yeah i mean it did kind of help i'm like oh okay he he learned to kind of he said yeah he is he controls the will of other people 
through this it, meditation it, process. It, I call it a half fill of a plot hole. Yeah, I, I yeah. can I get behind that. Yeah, yeah because later wow. on it says that uh, I have a note here. He's her uh, Hill is holding his head, and he's thinking to himself as his body is carrying him around that it's proof that the soul is in the brain and his body is doing his soul's will. And mm -hmm. I just thought that was, that was silly in the novelization. Yeah. Of course he could look at all of this and be like, this is just, this is all stupid. But it, that part to me kind of took me out of the story a little bit. And that's where it got funny because later on the body's fumbling around like a, you know, like the three stooges, not listening to what the head is saying and Hill's like, you idiot, go to the other direction. And the body turns around. You're like, okay, come on. This is getting weird. What would you guys recommend, film or novel? I would definitely say the novelization. I mean, we didn't even talk about how uh, Dan and West were doing an experiment in the basement of the hospital where they're bringing back a guy from the to life from the dead. And, and the dean comes goes, down there, huh? It just goes freaking crazy. Yeah. The guy comes back to life. He's a, like a lunatic. And Hansley, the, the dean, is coming down to speak with Kane because he found out that uh, his daughter was seeing him dating, and he didn't like that. He was mad. He's going to go have some words with him. And besides, West was not supposed to be in the hospital. He was uh, kicked out of yeah. the school and hospital. So when the Dean goes down to the basement, he discovers what's happening. This dead body kills the Dean and they decide, Oh, we're going to try to uh, resurrect. You're not going to find a fresher corpse, right? With, <laughs> unless they do the killing themselves. So they drag the body and they try to do their experiment, which we find um, that there is some kind of consciousness, consciousness in the brain yeah especially yes. when his daughter comes down there's a reaction there like he knows who she is it's explained a lot better in the book than it is in the film yes mm -hmm. yeah so you know hill he takes the dean does a lobotomy which kind of you know makes him a little bit more brain dead mm -hmm. uh and makes more them easier uh, to control right yeah right does that mind control with his will uh until the end when Hand, uh, the dean kind of wakes up a little bit to, and realizes he's under a spell to save his daughter yeah. before he's ripped apart. But yeah, this is, um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in this this book. Um, I have two complaints about this book. Well, one yeah. of them isn't really a complaint about the book itself. Can I yeah just jump into it? Because otherwise, I think this is a really good book. Mm-hmm. My first complaint is I was not a fan of the audiobook performance. Oh, you weren't a fan of it? Well, no, uh, because I thought it did. The, the the Herbert West Reanimator a little audiobook I sent to you guys had Jeffrey Combs, who voiced Herbert West, mm -hmm. doing the uh, the uh, narration. And I really wanted Jeffrey Combs the entire time for this. Oh, <laughs> I can see that things. That Je in Jeffrey Combs' performance as Herbert West that fall flat in the audiobook, in, in my okay. opinion. Uh, but okay. the other thing 
is that there's a definitive end for a character that I won't spoil, but I didn't like that. I like the movie's more open ended about that. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Wait. and I won't spoil that for you. Why not? Because I want people to read it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you're talking about now. You're saying there's a definitive ending in the book to so, to a certain character. Well, there's the there's the whole thing with the cops. And the cops that stuff, was a... it's good until that point, and it's like, do we really need to end on that? Because I like the ending in the movie more really yes i enjoyed the ending in the book because to me that kind of gave it more of this open like okay things could continue on i mean with the book just stops in black and you hear the scream of course we were left to imagination okay what happened but i thought the book was going to end there too until it was like and then the police show up and then there's questioning and then there's oh some people some crazy lunatics escaped a psych ward and burst through the basement and now they're running down the streets i thought it was uh, this book had a better ending i liked the police how they kept showing up throughout the story when all these crazy wild things happened and herbert west and daniel kane were always there when all these events happened oh and yeah so that, they're that like okay why are you showing up at all these these chaotic things and and the the, the cops like okay is there some love story between you two going on is <laughs> yeah. there uh, some sort of revenge plot against the you know it, I, I thought that was pretty comical and yeah. at the end uh what is it daniel he's like yeah i gotta get over there because uh i gotta get tested for aids <laughs> so the cops like i knew it it was a silly <laughs> yeah silly thing but it just it worked in their favor yeah i will have to say i did like the ending to the film because i did like that visual of like you know the screen going black and all you see is the green syringe just like slowly disappearing and then mm -hmm. you just hear like a scream a few seconds later i did i did like that but um um i thought both endings were fine uh if i were to pick though i kind of thought the um um I thought the film was probably more, you know, more to the point, I guess, in my opinion. But, you know, like I said, I thought both endings to the like for the novel and the film were fine. So what do you guys uh, what do you guys rate this book? You have a you have a number in your head? Yeah, I'll go first. OK, I give it a four out of five. OK, I thought it was I thought it was really good. It wasn't the best thing we've read. Dang, it was pretty good. I would highly recommend this. I will give it a B because I agree. Um, wasn't the best thing we've read, but it's very easy read, and you know it'll. You could finish it within like a day or two if you listen to the, especially if you listen to the audiobook. And you know it is engaging. Like you know, it's not. I wouldn't consider it dull. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, silly at spots, you know. But of course, you know, you know the, the story. But um, right. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. I think, uh, you know, I definitely recommend, you know, either seeing the film than reading the book or vice versa, just so you can definitely, you know, get the uh, the differences. But um, yeah, I definitely say uh, B. Okay. Yeah. I'm giving it a B plus. 
I enjoyed it quite a bit. I was excited to get together and talk about it because it, it is way better than the film. The film turns into a comedy. The book more consistent with that horror creep factor most of the time. Yes, it does get silly and sometimes, but we get so much expanded on with the characters, with certain plot points, backstory on people. I, I really enjoyed that, especially getting to know more about the relationship between West and Gruber, because we didn't get any of that stuff in the film at all. And I thought, book nailed it. Hill, it, it fleshed out that villainous character so much better in the novel than, uh, than in the film. But uh, B plus from me, so I and... recommend it. I've, you know, if you want to purchase it right now on Amazon, uh, the paperback version, it is as of now seven hundred and sixty four dollars. So, really? <laughs> yeah, I remember a yeah. time when it was ten dollars. That is a reprint uh, oh. trade paperback size oh, okay. by this okay. different publisher uh, for ten ninety nine. Oh, looks, okay. That must have been looks silly on a shelf compared to with all your mass market paperbacks. But the Kindle, you know, is only I think two ninety nine or four ninety nine. Yeah, that sounds Which, about right. I paid like yeah, two. It's a it's two ninety nine right now on Kindle format. So I recommend you go pick that up if you want to give it a read. Maybe even wait until October next year. But uh, definitely not a Christmas. Well, I was going to say this is like this is definitely, you know, a must read for Christmas. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, make some eggnog, <laughs> read some reanimator, <laughs> hang your stockings. Above. No. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to do it for the paper movies discussion. Unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add. Well, uh I was going to say, uh, do you want to go ahead and say what's coming this uh, this month? Yeah. Um, me and Adam, or no, we're not. It's uh, Marv and Harry are going to be our special guests this month uh, talking yeah. about their um, Home Alone adventures. <laughs> we'll let you guess who's going to be Marv and who's going to be Harry. So <laughs> It'll be the little Christmas special for 2021. You know, um, def def as they defend their their case against, you know, like, <laughs> you know, being yeah. ambushed by a by a ten year old. You know? Yep, yep. The 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 biography of uh, what's his name? Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Wet Bandits, an exclusive story. <laughs> yes. Yep. But uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Stay tuned for an announcement video coming soon about the next season of Paper Movies, a novelization book club. We're going to go on a uh, short hiatus next year. There will definitely be more information on that, probably coming to you in January. So stay tuned. Uh, there's still going to be content coming to you guys. So don't worry. But until then, guys, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have a great one. Later. Stay Gucci.